0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of the American Redemption Podcast. Uh my name is Steve.
1: And my name is Andrew and welcome. We have started this podcast because we have noticed that ourselves and many others have become doomers in the last year. And I get it. We get it. I mean we've got neocons running the show and they suck. And the election was stolen and nothing good is going our way with COVID. But We have come across some new ideas, and more importantly, new strategies, actionable strategies and things we can all do that give us hope, that give us a white pill. And that's what we want to talk about.
0: Uh, Yeah, piggybacking off of what you just said, uh, we want to bring energy and uh, excitement to the, uh, the conservative movement, which seems to have none. And uh, more broadly, the uh, the podcast is just going to be about uh, Americana and uh, U.S. Uh, history, folklore, and uh, cultural heritage, and just how rich American culture is, uh, why it's worth redeeming, hence the title of the podcast, uh, and uh, how we can... You know take small actions in our day to day life to uh improve that i mean I mean just today I, I was at work and my company uh you know has all these uh uh stupid rep mask rulings. I specifically bought a uh red bandana, which I didn't even wear by the way uh I wasn't called out by anybody about you know making a big deal about it and I put two American flags on my desk, you know just a small act of. Small act of patriotism. It's, it's
1: hmm. Small acts of kindness and small acts of patri- patriotism. That's, that's what we're how, about. That's
0: how you take your country back, though.
1: It's a start. That's for sure. What we really, really got to do is establish a right-wing narrative. Why? Because we've never had one before. Think about it. The left has always had their way. They've been running the show for at least the last century. Things have been progressing or regressing rather to the left because they have a narrative and it's something people latch on to emotionally and we have only stood in opposition we've had nothing for ourselves we have had no vision we we need to put forward a vision for this country and i think it's something that will resonate with all of us it starts with the tenant of this new right wing vision An America where virtue is promoted over vice. Think about how powerful that would be. And that starts with all of us. An America where the family is understood to be the foundational and most important important unit of our society. A common and unified culture. When's the last time we had that? Right now, half the country literally hates America and its history and everything it stands for. We want to live in communities that look like places where families live, not just outdoor shopping malls and endless parking lots. And we want to be able to go into our towns and shop businesses owned by our neighbors, not just mega corporations. And what if you could safely send your kids downtown into the town square without worrying about? Theft or kidnapping or all these terrible things we seem to be dealing with so much. And what if back like back in the day, you can leave your door unlocked if you want to.
0: Your bike on a sidewalk.
1: Yeah. They need to reestablish the neighborhood trust, which though that is established by the other things we talk about, like the family values and, and the virtue and the common culture. We also don't want mass immigration or radical demographic transformation. How about instead some pro-family policies like in Poland and Hungary? That'd be pretty great. So how do we get there? I think the most important one is the promoting virtue over vice. It's a little like boomerish, a little cliche, but yeah, yeah they say like America has to be good before it can be great again. And it's true, it's true.
0: No, it's, uh, it's exactly what I was talking about, uh, today. Like you talk about small acts of kindness, small acts of, uh, of, of patriotism. Again, it's, you can't immediately start running, uh, a full sprint. You can't, you can't just wake up one day after being out of shape. And I mean, you look at our society, our society is, is out of shape in a, in a physical sense, Mm -hmm. but also in a spiritual sense as well i mean we look physically 400 pounds and spiritually we're probably uh, at a comparable uh place and you're not just going to wake up one day and run a run a marathon you're you're going to have to get up you're going to have to walk on a treadmill then you're going to have to power walk on a treadmill then you're going to have to be able to jog and then sprint and then ultimately uh build yourself up to it but it, it will take time and it will take probably uh most of our lives but i i think it's uh it's something that's worth doing and i mean I, I, again you got to have fun with it you can't just be like oh it's so difficult to be a uh a halfway decent person you know acting like a true uh uh leftist or whatever you want to call it just being someone who who whines about every little thing of, of Uh, eventually if if you really want things to get better and morale to improve you're going to have to do it
1: yes great point america's soul is 500 pounds and has diabetes
0: (laughs) that's a good analogy yes
1: it is and uh we're gonna need to take one step at a time first is the virtue so let's talk about virtue a little bit there's the pagan understanding and the christian understanding and they're both very similar in many cases you get the exact same outcome. Um, with pagan we're talking about Aristotle with Christian, Christianity you're talking about many Christian philosophers, the Catholic churches stance um, Aquinas, Thomas Aquinas was kind of the Christian fulfillment of Aristotle he's good, he's very good so in Aristotle's moral philosophy virtue was focused on rationality virtue was this middle ground between two extremes so for example when you felt the emotion fear uh the middle ground response the correct the virtuous disposition according to aristotle is courageousness not foolishness or rashness and not cowardice it's somewhere in the middle and that's you know courageousness courage is also a christian virtue so we do find the same outcome many times but in christianity virtue is all about love And we can see why that makes sense, because there are times when being virtuous goes against your own self-interest, and that's not exactly rational. Christian virtue is basically summed up with what would Jesus do, because he was the perfect man, virtuous in every way, and truly loved everyone. So let's get more people acting like Jesus in their day-to-day lives. Why, or how do we get there? What do you think, Stephen?
0: No. I like your uh, analogy about what would Jesus do, but uh, I, I believe that was also uh, co-opted by some uh, uh, Catholic uh, uh, socialists to produce a progressive agenda a little bit. so I would I would rephrase that and say uh, how much would did Christ love the church or what would Christ do for the church?
1: I, I was not aware of that. Interesting. We could do that or we could just take it back as good Christian Americans.
0: Exactly. I, I'm I'm okay with that too. I, I just didn't know if you knew that uh I've I've heard that for the grapevine. You you can you can No I believe I believe it. it. You, you know? can ding me on it later, but I I've uh
1: What aren't the socialists taking? I mean I believe it. Anyway, so imagine if we had more chris Pratts and fewer chris browns out there in the culture that would do a lot uh because the reason it takes us is because everyone has sort of a sphere of influence and celebrities have a much much larger sphere of influence and right now the celebrities are promoting vice so it's it's on us all right and your own life be virtuous and you will see it spill over to your friends and family
0: yeah i liked how you uh i liked how you talked about that and said uh that celebrities do have a larger sphere of influence i mean we've unfortunately for our society given them that with uh with social media like okay if they're gonna post something uh scandalous or or immoral or just downright depraved on social media well then that's exacerbated by the amount of people who are gonna see that if like this person has 2 million, 3 million, 4 million, et cetera, followers. I mean, that's a lot of those people are impressionable kids or, you know, they're they're following their favorite athlete or their favorite uh, artist. And I mean, they're seeing that and they're just engaging with that and they, they haven't created their own moral like compass yet i mean they're kind of they're forming it as they go and they're seeing this stuff like oh okay this is normalized in the world oh this this is how i should act in this kind of situation and and yeah it's i, it's I, I think the internet has not helped our problems with this but also when you see the flip side and you and you do see acts of kindness which are unfortunately less likely to go viral on the internet, I think that makes a big impact on people. When True. you do see a viral act of of kindness or someone with integrity doing something that would be outside the box, I think that's something that really uh, uh, gets people. So again, it's, shape, it's getting people's minds in, in a place where they're looking for uh, the good. They're looking for someone who's virtuous, or they're looking for a virtuous act, and they, they latch on to it, and then that compounds.
1: Fortunately, yeah, you're so right that the uh, the acts of kindness do not go viral. Some would say that the internet and its consequences have been a disaster for the human race. Some would say this. Anyway, one last point about the about virtue and why it's so important, because we can talk all day long about the structural problems in our government going back to the Civil War and the huge federal government that came as a result, or we can discuss political philosophy and if you would prefer to live in a monarchy or an aristocracy or, or a republic. And it's fun, but at the end of the day, what really matters is do you have virtuous leaders? Because and that's, that's the only thing that is really going to make an effective state. And we don't have that. We have corrupt pieces of crap running the show. And that's that's the reason. That's the reason everything is going down the toilet. If we had a virtuous populace from which to select virtuous leaders, things would be a lot better. You can believe me, a lot better.
0: Yeah, and I mean, uh, just to go off of that, I mean, your society is what you're willing to tolerate and and put up with. And I think a lot of our our phrases and a lot of our our lingo and society has. Is preached tolerance with some really depraved uh, behavior, and uh, you kind of just get the "eh" and then like the shoulder shrug from like most people. Even people that you would consider to be like pretty like upstanding uh, citizens, people that you know and you value their opinion, even they're just like, eh, that that's just how things are and it, it just snowballs out of control and people wonder why things seem to keep going downhill. You have to be willing to make uh some confrontations with some things that frankly you're not okay with. I mean
1: Yeah, it's true. And that's you know one of the reasons I've become more optimistic uh, despite everything that's going on is because I've noticed that people are becoming aware of this. We're we're ready to reimpose some standards and some morality on the culture and uh it's good to see because for so long it's it's not been that way we've been sliding down the slippery slope which is very real not a logical fallacy as the left might imply
0: i i I think i think the worst is people that acknowledge the slippery slope and then still go down the slippery slope like that makes me that makes me like very like it's it's like they're like oh there's a uh a banana peel in front of me okay i see the banana peel and they proceed to just walk right into the banana peel it, it it's it it, it actually it, it hurts me sometimes it drives it really
1: me does. nuts it really does yeah boomers man
0: yeah so uh why don't we uh segue into how we can, uh, promote virtue in the society. And, uh, you talked about this earlier, uh, talking about families in the family unit is definitely, uh, the most effective way to prom- promote virtue in our society. And, uh, we need more, uh, fathers, uh, specifically to, uh, step up in, uh, the lives of their families and uh and and actually actually lead from the front i feel like a lot of people uh are leading from behind and kind of calling out uh calling out shots but we're not uh we're not moving forward with uh having strong families
1: it's really been a disaster this these divorce laws and the fatherless fatherless rates are so high and it's just bad for kids in every way, especially boys. Not having a father is a disaster. But for girls, too, it's really bad. We see this in, uh, in their outcomes for their entire life. It's bad. And the left is responsible for, for the destruction of the family because they knew that it would destabilize the society and, and lead to ruin. So how do we get it back on track?
0: I will tell you how we get it back on track. So I'm going to take you through your uh, traditional uh, boomer argument, which I know you love, uh, about how uh, the traditional family uh, creates middle-class citizens in the United States. And then we're going to tear this point down and then we're going to reestablish it at a, uh, higher burden of proof. uh, Essentially telling you, uh, if you're doing some, you should do a little bit more. And if you haven't started yet, well then, get started. Uh, So uh, first, uh, the first thing to do uh, to be pro-traditional family in America is to have your kids graduate high school. Uh, Right now, about 93 to 94% of kids uh, graduate high school uh, in in this country. So right away, that, that stat doesn't alarm me. Uh, I would say that the education system is definitely, uh, from what I can tell, been uh, uh, dumbed down a little bit. And we're in a situation where that 93, 94% is essentially pass through without much of a thought uh they're they're really not taught any i mean what did you know when you graduated high school did you know how to balance a checkbook did you know the basis the basics of personal finance i know i know my my uh high school class we had to take personal finance they tried to teach us like dave ramsey and like how to like save to buy like a car and like kids were like mocking it and jeering it and like sleeping through the class and
1: oh that might have been the most valuable class they took my high school had it an optional personal finance class so i think the kids who took it were relatively serious about it you know it wasn't mandatory so i did come away with some good good personal finance knowledge but it's rare especially for public high schools and yeah that's uh it's a disaster
0: yeah And so off of that, uh, the second thing you can do uh, is to wait till you're 21 to get married and not have any kids out of wedlock. Uh, This comes back to, again, the argument, uh, how you become uh, middle class in America and have kind of a textbook. traditional family that they've talked about for the last i guess what would you say half a century
1: sounds about right
0: a little more maybe like 60 70 years going back to like the 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 50s i mean you talk about the american dream that's right about the 50s post-world war ii Mm -hmm. and then the third thing they tell you to do is to have a job uh this could either be uh your typical nine-to-five job or uh, a job that earns you a paycheck. But uh, basically having a means to provide for your family. Now, yeah. after you do all these things, the stats say that there's are 74% chance that you will be in the middle class, uh, albeit between like the 75th percentile and like the 25th percentile. So these are what we've been conditioned throughout, I guess we can call it the uh, uh, slippery, slope or the uh, dumbing down of American culture and ideals, what the American family is. Oh, you should graduate from high school, you should wait a little bit to get married, not have kids before marriage, uh, out of wedlock, and then having a job this this is the cut and dry uh boomer argument but this is obviously the uh the the bare minimum you can do so uh yeah andrew why don't you uh tell us what we can do to uh improve ourselves sure
1: yeah that those three boomer takes are it's weak sauce that's really it that's all you got to do to be an upstanding citizen that's basic stuff all right, first thing you need to recognize to improve that that basic framework is that divorce is off the table. Why? Because the the marriage, once you have children, is for the kids. It's not just for the husband and wife. That's a immature view on marriage. It's very, very selfish to get divorced. It is just awful for the kids. So re- recognize that. Find yourself a a uh, spouse who is also seeking excellence and virtue and commit to that person for life. There's no other way around it. That is crucial. You will also need to develop a real skill, something niche is preferable because it increases your value, but any skill that will help you move up in life.
0: Yeah, let's... uh, No, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Yeah, just simply having a job is not enough once you have a family to provide for you're gonna need something more
0: yeah i mean it's it's great in our uh high inflation economy right now that you can make like 17 18 bucks flipping burgers and mcdonald's but is that going to uh uh maintain uh your uh a family absolutely not is is that going to be a transferable skill when we uh uh go back to the bartering system if the uh if the dollar collapses I mean you really need to have something that is is, is tangible I mean whether it be uh plumbing or doing uh car repair or doing I uh, I don't know, give me another get another uh, example.
1: Well, they're not, even, not just trades even. You could be a teacher or something like that. But also, you know, we're not talking just about skills for employment. Skills that you can use around the home to imp- make improvements for yourself. Like learn how to change your own oil and how to do some basic plumbing. It's just as valuable. Okay, and then our third... Third point is you need it means to support a family, um, which we touched on there with you know having some skills. Uh, really, what we're getting at with this one is financial independence. Why? Because it gives you both security and freedom. It makes you uncancelable. You are in no cancel culture coming after you, and it gives you freedom so that you can spend more time with your family. First, you need to get out of debt and establish an emergency fund. And then you can work to build up a large enough nest egg to have financial freedom, which is when you th- theoretically do not need to work anymore. Uh, it's it's something we should all be striving for.
0: Oh, and now, I mean, all the all the points go hand in hand with each other.
1: True, true.
0: When yeah, I mean, means to support a family and having financial independence that goes right in with having a having a skill. Because I mean, if if you have skills where you don't need to constantly be hiring another person to do that job for you. You just go ahead and do it. That's saving you money. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously you talked about the specific uh, just moral argument for not getting divorced, but there's a very big financial thing there is, is, as True. well. The people people who get divorced are, are much more likely to go go under financially. Not, not that that's the the pinnacle of the goal for what you're going for there, but it is an underlying factor.
1: Right, it is a nice side benefit of not getting divorced.
0: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think all of these things equal, again, how you can, uh, not only build your own narrative, but decentralize yourself from a lot of the, uh, the, uh, the powers that be, and I, I think it's uh, a good thing moving forward for traditional families to, again, be self-sufficient and uh kind of march to the beat of their their own drum, while maintaining their, you know, in, in integrity as a strong family unit. You know.
1: Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. So we've talked about virtue and why we need that and why we need strong families. Let's talk about what we can all be doing right now, today. Uh, seeking, seeking excellence, yes. And getting big, that's part of it. We need to be constantly improving ourselves. And I believe there are three components you should focus on. Your mind, your body, and your spirit. So for your mind, you need to be reading and learning. Never stop learning and never stop reading. Stephen, what are you reading right now?
0: I am currently reading the Federalist Papers. And let me tell you, James Madison was a genius. He foresaw everything that we're going through right now. He explained why we need a republic uh, as our form of government because uh, having a uh, uh, a democracy would uh, is cringe. Yeah, it, w- it would uh, upset the uh, uh, the apple cart constantly. Having having a ton of local votes on a ton of local matters would would take forever so you have to have a a government that's malleable enough to uh which is a large republic a a government that's malleable enough to to deal with some turnover and some change but also foundational enough that it couldn't be easily uh corrupted
1: yeah uh just a side note, we have way more democracy today than the founding fathers ever wanted. When the Constitution was established, only uh, male property owners could vote. And I'm just going to say, if, if that's how it was today, still, we'd be in better shape. That's all I'm going to say. A lot better shape. But yeah, it's good to read um, nonfiction, but don't forget about fiction. You can learn a lot from fiction uh, because great literature. Great stories. They help you to understand the world and they, they have very deep meaning. So don't forget about fiction. You also need to be working on your physical well-being. Fitness, overall fitness, eating correctly. And I would throw in self-defense as well. Uh, spiritually, you need to be attending religious functions, church every Sunday or mass. Uh, pray regularly and find yourself a community of other Christians that is going to tie it all together. You're going to become lost if you don't have that community. So go out there, find some community. They're literally everywhere, but if for some reason you can't find one, then start one. Uh, Go to the gym if you're not already, and if you are, go more and work out harder and eat better.
0: Yeah, you're doing a bit of training yourself.
1: That's right, just started... Learning jujitsu, which is probably the uh, the most practical martial art for self defense because you don't even need to punch someone, which, you know, that can get you in legal trouble if you've broken someone's nose or knocked their teeth out. You can put them in a chokehold. Um, if you really need to, you can break their arm. Jiu jitsu is kind of about establishing control and then negotiating. Put yourself in the best situation. Uh, most fights end on the ground. So, Jiu-jitsu is sort of like, it looks like wrestling with, with chokeholds and submissions, joint locks and such. So it's very, very practical. You don't learn like to do these silly, fancy kicks that you're never actually going to use in a fight. You learn on day one how to flip someone over on their back if they're punching you, and then break their arm if need be. Very practical. I recommend it. Okay, so um, we want to challenge you all to take one of those those three pillars of excellence and start working on one that you are not currently. So join a gym or join a club, um, like boxing club or, or a jujitsu club. Um, yeah, uh,
0: no, uh, volunteer at a, an event that, you're excited or passionate about I mean that that that's a, a big thing again uh, if you have a, a friend or a neighbor uh, that needs help or even if you're not even if you're uh like younger volunteer to coach a, a, a kid soccer team or go ahead and volunteer at your uh local uh bible study or or like or try to assist your youth minister at at your at your church i mean there's there's no bounds to the amount of things that you can uh uh get involved in i go in
1: there and give the give the youth some chad energy or your community some Chad energy. show them uh what it's like to be a, a real conservative and uh inspire them be a leader
0: yeah, I mean we, we we do have time for these things. People who say they don't have time for these things, I I, I think they're they're yeah. selling themselves uh, the wrong story. I so think,
1: true, so true. There's always time.
0: Again, yeah, you are what you put your time into, and yeah, I mean get get to know someone in 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 your neighborhood and and develop a strong relationship with them, or. Just go out in the world and do a random act of kindness for yes. someone. You you could never know how you how you meet someone that way by just being kind and not being hostile towards them. I feel like in the last year, like the world has gotten so hostile to people. I mean, you you talk about walking outside. Oh, someone's gonna yell at you and tell you to put a mask on. Someone's going to uh berate you about this, berate you about that because everyone just has all this uh pent this up energy.
1: Uh, bad energy. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and again, you use it for good. Use it to take it out. Uh, throw it out into the world as, as good energy. Don't throw it out in the world as bad energy, which seems to be the case a lot of the time.
1: Yeah, so that's our challenge for the week. Go out there and uh, do, a, do an act of kindness. Find some community and improve yourself. Yeah. And I guess that's all. I want to close this out? Steve?
0: Yeah. No. Again, be nice to people. Uh, take care of your mind, body, and spirit. Uh, use uh, virtue and not vice. Again, just treat people uh, better and and do better, and then you'll wake up one day and your country will be better, and it'll be awesome, and everyone will love you. True. This is
1: this is uh, it's inevitable. All right. So yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening if you made it this far. And we would really appreciate some feedback either on the YouTube video or on the podcast apps. Uh, and we would really appreciate your subscription. This is our first ever podcast and we're going to hope to do this more often and get better each time. Come back with some, some good ideas and some, uh, some more action we can all take. Thank you for listening.